play with me here. All right. So there's these buildings going up around the world. And over time, you're seeing this building get bigger and bigger. And they're buying all these NVIDIA chips and they're buying all these machines. And this building is getting bigger. There's this massive, you know, AI being built over there, just like somebody building a big, you know, nuclear bomb. Should the world be worried about people amassing large amounts of hardware, chips, and machines to make super machines? Should we be tracking that kind of infrastructure? just like we're tracking plutonium and tracking weapons to build. So, you know, I guess the question I'm asking you is. So I would tell you we already are. So the U.S. government has actually, you know, President Biden announced it himself. You know, they have stopped not only quantum computers, right, which are super powerful, chips and AI. The U.S. has blocked this from flowing from this technology, from going to countries that we consider hostile to us, whether it's Iran, Saudi Arabia, China, you know, you name it, Russia, those countries, you are, if you are a U.S. citizen, it just came down this year, you know, Mm -hmm. just this summer, Mm -hmm. like literally, if you are a U.S. citizen and you are working on chips in any of these countries, or you're working on quantum computing, or you're working on developing AI, core AI, you are breaking U.S. law and you have to resign today. Like it's very strict. It says like you literally, it's retroactive. Like it says you have to resign today and stop working on those technologies because of precisely what you're saying. The U.S. is extremely worried about uh, this technology falling into the wrong hands that can threaten U.S. security and U.S. interests. So now are they doing it to U.S. corporations? The, The answer is no, right? So we haven't gotten to the point where our government is is saying to U.S. corporations, you can't use this technology. And this is the problem with it around the world. Every country, whether they're U.S. ally or not a U.S. ally, it wants to develop this technology, right? It's extremely powerful. And every country knows that if they don't develop the technology ahead of their, their enemies, right, their enemies will develop this technology and have a significant edge on them economically, militarily, you know, in every way, business, you know, every aspect of our lives, this technology we know is going to play an absolutely critical, determinative role, right? So just take the military, for example, this is what the U.S. government is really worried about, right? So we are building autonomous AI systems for military weapons. Is that scary? Absolutely, right? (laughs) Like we are literally building Terminators, you know, Mm -hmm. that can go out there and kill the enemy. Now, the U.S. military has been telling everybody, and every country is in the same position. I'm not harping on the U.S. I'm just saying this is a fact of life. The U.S. has been telling people, no, we still have humans in the loop, right? These are not totally autonomous drones run by AI. There's a human in the loop. These are not totally autonomous missiles or or aircraft. You know, there's a human in the loop that can stop it from happening. The problem with saying this is that it won't be true for long if it's even true now. And I don't have inside information to know if it's true now, but it will not be true because you can imagine two fighter jets without human pilots, right? Right. First of all, you're, we're going to be building fighter jets that don't need human pilots, right? In fact, human pilots will be an impediment because if these fighter jets are coming at each other, right. And you have to wait for a human to make a decision. How long does it take a person to make a decision? Well, a very good fighter jet pilot could make a decision in a second or two, right? A critical decision in a second or two because they've been trained so much human a computer can make it in a nanosecond right 
who's going to win? Which fighter jet mm-hmm. is going to outmaneuver the other? It's the one that can act instantly in nanoseconds that will always be able to outmaneuver anything with the human in the loop. So by definition, you will have to extract the human from the, these autonomous chains, these autonomous systems, in order to be competitive on the battlefield. In the business world, it's the same way, right? You know, uh, you will, you know, humans cannot process data well. We cannot process massive amounts of data well. You know, whether you're in a fighter jet trying to process all the inputted data or whether it's, you know, a stock exchange, we cannot do this. AI can do this exceptionally well and at exceptionally high speeds. And when it's focused on very specific problems, it not just general problems, it can do outperform humans every time. And this is the, so, so the answer is, we are entering a very dangerous time, right? This is a dangerous time, right? Yes, we is. are going to be building weapons and economic systems that are run by AI without humans in the loop. And what will this mean? But we're still going to deploy them at a higher level. Like, so what I said is humans are moving up the decision-making chain, right? We are going to be, who work, you know, generals are going to be happening. They're not going to rely on humans on the battlefield as much in the future, but they are going to be making decisions at a macro level, right, to deploy. Well, do we deploy, you know, 5,000 autonomous drones into this battle, right? And how do, what, what goals do we give them to accomplish, right? That's the decisions that are going to be made on the battlefield of the future. Not today, but in the future. That's where we're headed. In business, it's the same way. In society, with people's data and manipulation of people by AIs, all of these issues need to be discussed. I discuss a lot of them in my book, The Five Forces That Change Everything. But can't discuss them all on on this podcast in a short time, but it's really critical that we start thinking about these problems. Do we have, like we have nuclear proliferation treaties? Is it even possible to have AI proliferation treaties, right? What would it mean and where should we draw the limits? We need to come to some sort of rational thing for the sake of humanity, because if we don't, you know, there will be repercussions. It's hard not to see the Avengers. It's hard not to see Iron Man. And I'm being serious here because when you watch yes. those fictional movies and you have a you have one guy in the world named Elon Musk who essentially in a no judgment on it, but controlling war over there in Russia by whether you get to use my satellite or not use my satellite, that yes. you're, you're starting to see yeah. power moves where you just gotta pause for a moment and think how the, the the power in the world is shifting. So if nobody's thinking about that, think 10 years from now. Right. Think 20 years from now, like the idea of government is fascinating to me. So you only have to watch Iron Man. You only have to watch the Avengers and start thinking about how society might be in the future. And it's not about being dystopian. It's about that's real to me. But Steve, one last thing before wrap up. And clearly we have to have another chat nerd here to if I may say this nerd, you we probably can have a chat for it out. And I love it. I just love it. This week, rumors have kind of come out that Joni Ive is working with Sam Altman on a an open on a chat GPT device. Would that not be would that not be spectacular if you had a hand in as a human being creating the most important piece of hardware on the planet and then complete and then creating the next second most important or maybe the even more important piece of hardware like what a legacy when i heard that i said to myself wow that would be spectacular you know i thought the same thing and you know what else i thought smart move by open ai they have a great brand with chat gpt you know a global brand now they are the market leader but very hard to monetize right it's still hard for them to make enough money to cover their massive costs, right? Mm-hmm. Hardware, like Apple found this out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, making hardware that for their software platform 
is a good idea if they do it right. And if they have to do it right, right? It has to be super useful and it has to be much better than you'd get on your phone, right? Why, nobody wants another piece of hardware. They're probably going to end up making a phone. Like my, my guess is it, it's probably... It's hard to beat the phone, right? Or it has to be the phone or a wearable device, you know, yes. some sort of wearable device. But getting Johnny Ives onto this is a great idea, right? Really, really. He's like, he's an A-list player in, in creating amazing designs and hardware. But then they have to think about a lot of things. Doing this is a smart move because it can be for them. Trust me, everybody's thinking this, Google's thinking this, you know, Google has Android, right? And, you know, Apple has, you know, Apple is Apple. They, all these hardware, it's not going to be easy for open AI to succeed in this area. Let's face it. They are going up against Google and Apple who aren't, are relentless, right? Mm -hmm. They aren't going to give them any break. And they currently hold the duopoly on most of the hardware that matters in our lives and them and Microsoft, right? They, can they create a new niche for their hardware that is distinct from these or that if they can't create a separate use case, a really separate use case for their hardware that you cannot do on a phone, can it has to do something different. And this is the challenge for open AI, right? If it isn't, if it isn't exponentially better than the phones out there, who's going to buy it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to buy an, a chat GPT phone, right? You're just not going to buy it, right? If it's not like significantly better, then it has to do something very different than these current devices do. It can they and allow themselves to do that. That is a challenge they face. It's not an easy challenge, right? It's a smart move, not an easy challenge.